0: you. I Hello, and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. Uh, my guest this evening is one of my longest uh, Twitter, what do they call, it? tweeps? I don't know, mutuals? <laughs> um, probably the person I've interacted with the most on Twitter, and it's nice to finally hear his voice this evening. Uh, Sebastian Moreno, how are you?
1: Doing OK, doing OK. Just um, putting off a very face as always, you know.
0: Sure, that's the world we live in. Yeah. Um, we are talking this evening. Well, but actually, before we get into that, before we get into the movie, um, I was going to let uh, yes. take a minute. He had a, a, a close friend pass away a few days ago. Um, and I was gonna have him do. Uh, I'll do that. Do a That's little dedication life. or memorial or something, and it's, uh, it's out there in the world, and um, yeah. So I'm gonna let him. to do that before we get into the movie.
1: My friend Michael. Oh, forgive me. I can't pronounce his last name, but. Alviote, I think, but, I'll just call him Michael. But. He was um. He was one of my dear friends and, you know, we've, of course, disagreed a lot on certain films and, you know, but he was, he loved the trashy horror films, especially, even if I couldn't get into, say, street trash, but he was an understanding guy that I didn't like it. But he was, he's in a worse situation than me and was and he survived by his wife, Maureen, and, you know, she, they've been living in this motel, and they really, she now needs help more than ever, and, like I say, Michael has been a dear friend to me, and, you know, just, I just hope he finds, uh, peace, you know, peace in the afterlife if her is one, just, I'm agnostic, but just, uh I just, I didn't want him to suffer, and I really hoped this wouldn't happen, but unfortunately it did. And But this podcast, I, considering he did love trashy horror films, this, this one's for him, and <laughs> kind of helps it's a full moon fi- picture. So, you know, so this is for Michael, and, you know, Maybe Maureen will like this one. I don't know, maybe. You know, but this is for him and you know via Candios and such. You
0: know. Well this is, is this is certainly a a trashy horror film, so it would have been right up his alley for sure. We're talking about nineteen nineties Shadow Zone. It is a quite the title. It is a full production which um I guess well you're quite a bit younger than me so but you you you're into this stuff so you know but some of the younger listeners might not know um back in the heady days of the direct to video direct to vhs market uh full moon was the shit like full moon was yeah. they were the low budget horror or sometimes even mid-budget horror they were known mostly for it was like them and trauma were the two and trauma was the trashier grungier one yeah. One was at least trying to like make real movies and they did. They were they were best known for like the Puppet Master series certainly is the one that people think of.
1: And they did. And they did try to compete in the uh, family video market which I was part of my early introductions to uh, Charles Pan's company companies I guess. Because I grew up on Preisteria but eventually I did take a look at the um, puppet master movies when they were airing on the sci-fi channel, which um, mother was not pleased. I got <laughs> banned from watching those. Because, of course, which is odd because they were edited technically on TV.
0: That's true. You know. Forget but... about pretty hysteria. They didn't, they didn't just do horror movies. They did do a couple of kids movies and stuff. But yeah. Charles band was the guy who, who ran the company full moon, the puppet master transfers, demonic toys now unfortunately they're known more for like evil bong one Wonder- ginger dead man i been ginger dead man like eight of those fucking things
1: it's i know like, he was i know he's a b movie producer but he's just it's just low now
0: yeah they definitely have fallen into a rut but the, the but like the the big days of the direct to vhs i mean obviously vhs isn't a thing anymore but even like direct to dvd isn't is barely a thing anymore either so I can see yeah, the market pretty much changed. Their production. Although I do
1: know, although I do know for a fact that even before Full Moon, he was still, you know, producing a lot of B movies for theatrical releases. Like he used to run Empire Pictures, which uh, were were technically I, I think transfer started, just before they moved to Full Moon.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, because this was the guy. Because this was the guy who uh, who produced films like From Beyond. Troll, the Ghoulies movies, or at least two of them, first two. Yeah, yeah,
0: <clears throat> yeah. The former yes. movies were definitely ones that I would, when I was a kid, well, and, and a teenager. Here's <clears throat> when I started like renting them stuff. But even as a kid, seeing them in the video store and go, Ooh, "What is it?" Like, it's one of those staples yeah. of the video store back in the day.
1: Yeah, I, I can imagine the. Gaining plenty, kids getting plenty of interest seeing the covers as what they would do with any horror movie back in the day.
0: For sure. And the, the cover for this one, unfortunately, features an alien creature that does not appear in this film whatsoever.
1: Or does it resemble the cover?
0: I don't know if you saw the cover art or anything.
1: Oh, I did, and uh, um, the two don't kind of match. No,
0: kind of it's, like the... a, it's like a mutated-looking alien guy in a lab coat which does not appear in the film at all. So I don't know why they would take the time and money to mock up that cover for something that doesn't represent the movie in any way. I'm going
1: I'm going to guess they thought the uh, actual creature scene in the film was... Uh, could not uh, sell better.
0: Some <laughs> more interesting-looking goopy monster than the one that we had on the cover i would have gone with gone with that one i don't know Ugh,
1: no well just whatever appeals to the eye i guess
0: i guess they know better than me i suppose they did this for a long time yeah um so the movie opens we're at jackass flats proving ground which i had to look up because i thought there's no way jackass flats is a real place it is it's in nine county nevada it's an actual location in nevada jackass that's
1: real a real place i don't know
0: if the proving ground is a real place but that area of nevada is called jackass i
1: thought that was just a dumb joke i didn't know it was real what
0: What? i assumed it was a dumb joke too that's why i went and looked it up and it's it's a real place
1: i I just dismissed it as a dumb joke it just how is that real who named it who named it i'm gonna no this i want an answer to
0: apparently so we open up shot of the fence with all the no trespassing, keep out signs, government property, jackass flats, proving ground, and uh, a helicopter comes and lands to drop off uh, <coughs> the hero of our film, Hickok, um, who has been sent by NASA to investigate a suspicious death. Now, I'm I assume that NASA has its own internal investigators who go if God forbid the shuttle crashes, or something like that but because this proving ground the experiments are doing are being funded by nasa someone dies not even one of the scientists like a handyman has died hmm. does nasa have investigators to go look into that i don't i don't know i guess i'm not an expert on that but
1: i'm i don't know i guess somebody was bored that day and just wanted to uh give him
0: something to do i mean i guess it makes as much sense as an FBI guy. Everything else. I didn't know that NASA, whether or not they actually have investigators for that.
1: I mean, it just, it's just—it's just—it's just a flimsy excuse to, uh, you know, get somebody in there as the audience surrogate. Sure. Know.
0: Um, he arrives. First person he meets is sort of the the head handyman, Shivers, who's a big burly guy with a red, kind of like a ginger beard and glasses. Um. He's the Southern dude. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then he's introduced to Dr. Earhart, who is played by Louise Fletcher, who was best for, for playing Nerd Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cougars Nest. Ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's she's a
1: prolific actress in that one. And uh, kind of surprising to see her in this. But.
0: Uh... Yeah, they managed to get a couple, like recognizable faces in this, which is more than most of the Full Moon movies could could say for themselves. And that's amazing, I have um, to say. He wants to get right down to business, like take me to the body. Dr. Earhart wants to sort of show him around the base.
1: Followed by a long exposition on the shivers. I mean, I kind of want to call him Hillbilly Dude, but I know hey, he has a name. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> It wasn't until halfway through the movie until I went back in my notes and added the name Shivers because I kept not catching what his name was. He was just a (laughs) kid, man. Um, So they sit down to eat, I guess, because he just got there. And we meet the cook, Cutter, who's a, a large woman, speaking of hillbillies, who comes in with curlers in her hair, like a sitcom thing, and tries to give Cutter a rat to eat because she's pissed off because she has rats in her kitchen. He was supposed to take care of it and set traps and things. So she's brought him a platter with a rat on it. Um, Well, it's one way to get the point across. Yeah. And when she leaves, Dr. Fletcher says that she used to run a, and I quote, whorehouse.
1: Which, uh, what sense does that make?
0: Well, I don't know that you would—is that what you put on your resume, to come and be the cook at a top-secret government facility? I just don't know. thats
1: oh, uh, I've, i I've—I guess somebody can be hard for worse, you know.
0: I suppose. I, I don't know if i put that on my CV, as they say in England. But... <laughs> then he meets uh, Dr. Kidwell who's a researcher there. She has a room full of caged monkeys that they, because they had originally done the experiments on monkeys, then they moved on to human trials, so they have these monkeys left over, and she really cares about these monkeys, to the point that she's going to later on endanger her life to rescue these monkeys. But um, And one named Bingo of all names. Yeah, one named Bingo, who's a real troublemaker. As well. And to be honest, I
1: kept getting 28 Days Later flashbacks, for that's stage scene with all the, the monkeys and such, you know.
0: Yeah, or 12 Monkeys, because this movie's definitely, well, I guess this would have been before, for sure, before 12 Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. It, it wants so badly to be John Carpenter's The Thing.
1: So to speak, along with other films.
0: But if John Carpenter made movies designed to help you take a nap. Wow. Is, <laughs> it's a pretty dull because so that's kind of what happened to
1: me when I watched it. Yeah. It, I, took a, exactly, I took a short nap during this because it was that slow.
0: It dodges your attention like a ninja. Like, it tries its damnedest to make you not look at it. Because it's just... Yeah. It's not interesting to look at. None of the performances are interesting.
1: And it's, and it's a pity because there are some good actors I like. There's one in particular... <laughs> You know, but we'll probably get to him soon.
0: I bet we, a couple, yeah, for me. We'll get to him here in a second. Um, so now he's taking to see the body, which they have already autopsied. It's laid open on the table almost. It looks like it exploded from the inside out. But still... Yeah, she mentioned,
1: she mentioned the dude signed up for to be dissected, or at least for the experiment. Who signs up to be that gruesomely dissected? Who? Because it well, can't I... be for the money it can't be for the money being a motivator because you're dead
0: yeah I, I assume it was more like a um what's the word a thing you had to sign when you got hired like hey if you're going to work here understand if something happens to you because of the nature of our experiments we're going like to like a waiver like a waiver, right? yeah like a waiver or something in his yeah some paperwork when he started just to say you know we're going to do this to you if, if you if you should happen to die because of the nature of what we do here. Um, yeah, they're telling him we already autopsied him, everything's fine, he had a stroke, he was just the handyman. You really don't need to be here, Hickok. But he's,
1: Why was he there
0: in the first place? Why? I assume he was sent by NASA because they're funding this experiment and they want to make sure that it's not... Killing people willingly, so he needs to go and.
1: Shut it, just enough, it just makes It just makes no sense that they don't need him, you know. Thus, I. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh. Well, but I mean, it's also, but it is. We'll come to find out, a cover up. He didn't actually die of a stroke, so he. It's mm. great that he's there, because they are trying to cover it up. But. Yeah. I still don't know that. Just some handyman who died. Well, and also, how did, because they say at some point in the movie that they only communicate with the outside world and the people at NASA like once a month or something. So they're not being monitored very closely. How did NASA even find out? Like, if you wanted to cover up this guy's death, you didn't have to call NASA and tell them, whoops, a guy died. You could have just swept it under the rug. And not, they were already
1: doing anyway
0: and then they never would have sent an investigator so yeah it doesn't really make any sense at all as to why how he was there um bingo the monkey comes in and starts like playing with this dead body and splashing blood on people and so doctor mm-hmm. has to chase him out of the room he was in the cage a minute ago so i don't know must works.
1: be a crafty monkey
0: crafty monkey or a shitty cage one of the two um, then we meet Wiley, who is played by Miguel Miguel Nunez Jr.,
1: who's been Spider from Return of the Living Dead.
0: Spider from Return of the Living Dead. He was also killed by Jason in a porta potty in Friday. The oh Friday.
1: yeah, that's yeah that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot he was in that one.
0: You've seen him in stuff. He's been in stuff. He's still in stuff. So that was another familiar face that was nice to see. Yeah. Um, and then we meet the guy who was running the show, who was running the whole experiment. Um, <clears throat> he's strangely named Dr. Jonathan Van Fleet, and it's strange name because he is portrayed by... James Hong. Yeah. James Hong was... I mean, you talk about a guy who's been in everything. This guy. Oh, great. yeah. You, you know, I mean, anybody... Look him up. You know him when you see him. He's in a lot of things. Like, he does
1: a lot of voiceover work, too, so... Like, he's that's, been that's in cool. Jackie Chan Adventures, Jackie Chan Adventures, Teen Titans, basically anything, any cartoon in the 2000s, you probably have heard him in. But he was also in Big Trouble in Little China as the and, main villain. Uh,
0: and Wayne's World 2, I think, is probably what most people know him from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, like, in, all through the 90s, he was, like, the go-to Asian guy. Yeah. When they made movies, they're like, oh, we need, like... A middle-aged Asian guy. He was he was the guy you went to all every time.
1: And sometimes as a villain, maybe.
0: Probably a lot as a villain because we you know. suck. But
1: <laughs> um, oh, and here's a fun fact. Did you know that he was Dr. Sarazawa in the American Dove of the original Godzilla?
0: <clears throat> I didn't, but that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that was him. That was him as the English uh, voice of Sherezawa. And that blew my mind finding that out. That's
0: cool. And yeah. he um, yeah, and he definitely has, as he always does, a very I don't want to say Asian accent. That sounds weird, but you know what I mean. Like he sounds He has the accents. He has the accent. Not you know not one he's putting on, it's his natural accent. But
1: Yes, well, yeah, of course. Just, you know you always recognize his voice, that's the thing. 100 you know you know who it's you know it's him and he's and to be fair he's just as delightful here as you know you know as uh, he's always has been in anywhere
0: else he's in kung fu panda he plays the is it master he plays both father adopted father yeah. but yeah yes the, the crane the bird yeah so a lot of people know him from that we're playing a character named jonathan van fleet for a clearly Not only an Asian actor, but an actor or a character who is clearly supposed to be from Asia. Because he's, it's just an odd, I feel like they, like they cast him and they're like, that's cool. We got James Hong. Should we change the name in the script? No, don't worry about it. (laughs) We can't afford to reprint. I don't know.
1: I guess they just, I guess they just like the name that much.
0: Which, well, and then we come up against that exact same thing in a second, because now he shows Hickok, like, okay, here's the experiment, here's what we're doing. And there are two naked people in tubes. There's a naked man and a naked woman. Of course, we see more of the naked woman than we do of the man. The man's very, like, Kendall smooth.
1: Um, Got to please the uh, teenage boys.
0: I suppose so. Um, But the, the girl's name, who is clearly not Chinese or... Asian in any sort, Very. Okay. And her uh, character's name is Jenna Sal So you have an Asian guy with a white guy name and a white girl with an Asian name. And it's very- This
1: makes no sense. Again, she's I white. Like... She's clearly white. I mean, I'll give them points for the accuracy of the uh, name meaning Zhao, which it is for longevity. I'll give them that. But I'm not going to give them points for uh, giving the name to a white woman. What? What? It's,
0: just, it's an odd choice. Again, I feel like they, or maybe they went to the writer and they're like, hey, we cast some cool actors. We want to change the character names to fit them. And he's like, no way. <laughs> Those names are very important to me. So he's James Van Fleet and she's Jenna Zhao. Um, hey. Guy's name is James.
1: Like, I don't get this move. Like, just, I, I'm at a loss for words as to why they just decided to do that. You know because she's not asian she's not chinese why would you do that i don't know <laughs>
0: no idea but they're uh so these two naked people are in these tubes that they call eggs and uh basically he breaks down what the experiment is which sounds highly improbable um they are with any i quote in quotes with electronics okay we Uh, cutting their brain stems to separate (laughs) to put them into suspended animation in a a safe way and then i guess at some point we can just reconnect the part of their brain that we have electronically separated from the rest of their body
1: this um, this is just the start of a lot of techno babble that I'm just trying to wrap my head around.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well,
1: I'm, not, I'm not a scientist, but I, I'm not a scientist. I just, but this, this can't be literally what happens in reality because this makes no sense. Because, um.
0: No, I'm pretty think sure you cut that. someone's brain stem and they're just done. Like, I don't think there's any... I don't know if you can reattach someone's brainstem. I certainly don't know how you would do it, again, I quote, electronically, whatever the hell it yeah. that is. That's
1: that's the thing. This That's not how that works. In fact, I'm pretty sure somebody would just die from the brainstems brain being disconnected. You can't just put it electronically and just call it a day. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't imagine so. This, but I think this is just 90s, like, this is what people think of technology evolving in those days. Like, you know, virtual reality and such, what people think the future is going to be like in the 90s, you know.
0: Yeah, just comes... we, can, we can sort of just say some science words and people will roll with it, I think, yeah. is the thought process. The idea yeah. that it's going to put them into, or at least what they're telling NASA is is that they're doing this so that they can put people safely into suspended animation um, for means of space travel. And then they can wake up whenever they get where they're going. Um, So it sounds like a good idea. In practice, I don't know (laughs) how that would work. Um, Hickok is checking out these tubes, checking out the naked lady, of course. Uh, Van Fleet and Wiley are having a real shady conversation about how much they should tell him, how much they should keep from him, so we immediately know something's not on the up and up here. Yeah. And it's probably good that he was sent here because they're up to something. Yeah. Um, but it's late. It's time to go to bed. Um, he's going to look more into stuff tomorrow. Um, so everybody goes to bed. Hickok is awoken by the bearded handyman, like his face, <laughs> in his bedroom. Um, Some to you know come with me. We're gonna and they, to climb into the vents to spy on whatever experiment the doctors are doing after hours. Um, he's looking through the vents into a red lit room where Kidwell and Van Fleet are naked except for. They have like black aprons on like surgical aprons but no tops so like you can see their bare back and they're dissecting people or the <laughs> being the man and the woman that were in the tubes um and you think okay well this we're getting right into it this is cool we're not messing around but then he wakes up because it was just a dream of yeah i pegged it for a dream sequence immediately <laughs> I didn't I let myself have hope that maybe this movie was going to move like move along at a pace
1: but, um, you have somebody experiences me with this stuff, you know you could tell certain you could tell certain things will be you know going the way you think.
0: I suppose the nude with just aprons on should have been a clue, but I don't know maybe it's that's what the clue well is. you know I don't judge
1: although it is a certainly a what the fuck moment for sure. Because it uh, kind of felt like Texas Chainsaw Massacre for a moment.
0: A little bit. This was the yeah. red lighting is a cue, too, that, like, it's, yeah. it's, this is outside of reality, sort of. Um, and there's a really cool, for this kind of movie, for this kind of movie, yeah. there's a pretty ambitious shot where we start up. It's daytime in the desert, looking at a snake, and then the camera moves down through the ground, down, 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 until we get to the lab. Yeah, that
1: was a cool shot. I, I, have, to cool shot. I have to give there, I had to get the props there at least. You know, it was, it was, kind was of the uh, only
0: kind of the only interesting shot in the movie. But it was, yeah. it's kind of what made it stand out even more. It was like, oh, I wasn't expecting, after the drab shit I've been looking at for the last twenty minutes. This yeah. is pretty, yeah, it's pretty ambitious and pretty cool shot for a movie like this. <clears throat> uh, so now Hickok wants them to repeat the experiment exactly the way they did the night that the handyman died from his stroke so that he can see what they were doing if it happened again if it's a dangerous thing um and they're talking about eds levels as if we know what that is oh they put a 13f and now we're at a we can't go that high and keep it or something but they never stop to explain what do we even do we even find out what eds means is it something dream state i assume
1: it's just basically techno babble at this point. Yeah. Because it's techno babble is a popular thing to do when writing, you know, <clears throat> science fiction.
0: So they can control whatever these EDS levels are that the people in the tubes are at and if they so they're gonna take it back to where they were at um, the night that something went wrong. Everything seems okay. But they're the Van Fleet and Wiley are very concerned like we can't take it this high again, we can't keep it here for more than like 20 seconds, so they're counting like one, two, three. Um, but then Hickok is satisfied and they kind of, whoo, like nothing went wrong. <laughs> Everything seems like it's okay, but then he's looking at the woman's face and sort of, or the and oh, oh. it looks like her veins, like something's under her skin, like her veins are popping up or something. So something- That
1: was gone. a cool effect, I, I, I gotta say. That, that wasn't too bad.
0: Yeah, they definitely put I mean, not all the effects are great, but they definitely put... You can see where they put the budget. They put the budget into makeup effects. Because, like, the autopsy body earlier... Not that yeah. I've ever seen, but also, like, it didn't totally look like... a dummy. Yeah. Like, it was a pretty, pretty decent gore effect. Yeah. Um, and then shit starts popping off. He sees these veins. Then the computers go haywire in the control room. An ammonia pipe bursts and starts spraying ammonia into the air. Why there's a pipe that feeds ammonia into this room?
1: Mm. Your guess is as good it. as mine,
0: dude. Because we don't see, they're not pumping ammonia. They're not like, the people in these tubes aren't suspended in liquid or something. They're just like in this. tube. <clears throat> so I don't know what the ammonia is for. But
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, I think increased tension, I guess. You know, I have, I have no idea. So your guess is as good as mine.
0: Well, I think they needed something that would contaminate this room so they all have to leave and come back in in suits and stuff. Mm. It's like that thing to need in and, and such an amount that you would be piping it in like this. But um, the computer is very strange. The way, that he, the way that Wiley communicates with the computer, he types in static... random,
1: ran, Just random keys, that's all I okay. can... That's all it came off as to me.
0: Well, and the graphics are lots of, like, ooh, computer stuff that doesn't actually mean anything, like weird symbols and graphs and, like, nonsense. But he types in status, egg benedict, question mark, and the computer responds, egg foo young.
1: Yeah. I have questions about that. What? (laughs) Why? systems
0: traumatized. Which is, why would you program the computer to... Respond and answer in weird sentences like that. I mean, I suppose it's for maybe secrecy's sake, but... I suppose
1: somebody is a fan of Flight of the Navigator.
0: (laughs) Maybe. It just takes a lot of extra work when a simple Y slash N for yes or no would work better. Uh, Some people want to do it the hard way, you know. I guess Wiley's that guy. That's Uh, me. Dr. Earhart is standing around, and she has made an interesting, I don't know if it's in, who knows if it was in the script or if it was a decision Louise Fletcher made, but her character is constantly putting on chapstick. Like, anytime she's nervous, you see her in the background putting chapstick on. You see it four or five times in the movie, and it's just, it's a odd but kind of cool character choice that, like, a real person would do.
1: I guess that was Louise Fletcher's idea, maybe. <laughs>
0: could be um yeah i don't know if that was uh, something she came up with or if it was in the script i have no idea but <clears throat> i thought it was an interesting way to go so now um was it so van fleet um is going into the contaminated room um in a like a yeah, what's the word? like a decontamination suit hazmat suit Hazmat thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Because um, they're going to go in. Well, they got the tube that James, the guy, the naked guy, was in, like, exploded. He's dead. But the girl's is fine, They think. So they want to go. Somehow. To the Somehow. room And get her out of there. Get her egg, her tube, out of that room. Um <clears throat> And at this point um your heart and wiley are having a discussion about like oh where's john doe have we seen john doe where's john doe at we don't know who they're talking about at first i thought they were talking about um the guy who died in the tube but we know his name is james so they wouldn't call him john doe uh, i thought so too so that's just weird and uh so van van Fleet goes in alone it's, it's sort of a, a suspense scene where he's walking in the dark in his hazmat suit. Um, instead of going to save the girl in the tube, he's like, no, I'm going to go find John Doe, who's around here somewhere. He's walking around in the dark. They have a very rudimentary monitor that's showing some kind of blip moving towards him in the room. Just uh, like Alien. A bit like Alien, <laughs> yeah. Um, another obvious...
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's 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 very clear to me that this thing is a ma This film is a mashup of different movies like Alien, The Thing, and and I think even night. I think he even gave me Nightmare on Elm Street vibes, given what this monster is doing.
0: Yeah, and and from Beyond a little bit. Like there's a bit of sort of Lovecrafty the other
1: world thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So he, he's, he's gonna go look for John Doe. What he finds is, and it's confusing to us in the moment, it'll make more a little more sense anyway, not really, but a little more sense later in the movie. If it does, hmm. A weird, like a woman in a tiara, but with like a mutated, like lumpy face, who screams at him. And then that's, that's the James, exit late stage left James Hong, you're out of this movie now. And that's disappointing. Cause you know, you know, James Hong is cool.
1: You kill him off first?
0: Really? Well, is really? he's the coolest. He probably had the least days free to shoot on your shitty little movie. Like, probably. I'm in and out. Probably.
1: Although I'll hours. give it points for the uh, unexpected image of a mutated woman in a tiara. Yeah, which, it's uh, definitely
0: not what you were expecting to see, and you're like, well, what the hell is this now? Um, yeah. <laughs> so then we get sort of our parlor scene where they're going to, uh, Dr. Earhart's going to explain to Hikak what's actually going on, um, which is that they, have the separating the brainstem thing to put them in suspended animation is true, but the side effect that they've discovered is, is that by disrupting people's sleep state when they're in the suspended animation, their brains can now communicate with another dimension.
1: I, I don't know how yes. that's supposed to work. <laughs> like that's kind of part of the reason it gave me Elm Street vibes. Like, deal with minds and you know,
0: the brain. Like yeah, and it definitely if... becomes sort of a whatever you fear most or whatever you yeah yeah exactly that. You know
1: that's. But also this whole thing kind of feels like, give it one more rewrite, tone down the violence, and it's a Doctor Who story. It's a base under siege Doctor Who story. Just. Like, I keep expecting Patrick Trowon as the second Doctor to come in.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's, um... Like, there's the nugget of a good idea in here. Like, this is all yeah. just a cool...
1: Yeah, don't get me wrong. It, it has a good idea, just... I don't think Full Moon were the right people to really tackle this one. You know?
0: No, you needed a bigger budget. You definitely needed a rewrite. Oh.
1: And a better director, too.
0: Well, yeah, that for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it almost has a From Beyond or like a reanimator, like that sort of, there's something there, but they don't crack it and they don't get to the heart of what makes it
1: cool. And it can be frightening too, but they didn't exactly pull that off well, you know. Yeah. Um,
0: now... So the the base has gone into lockdown. All the airlocks to the surface have locked down. Cutter's mad about it, the cook, because she had a date in town and now she can't leave. That's her big concern at the moment. Priorities.
1: (laughs) Priorities, lady, come on.
0: Really? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so all the airlocks are down. Communications are down, so they can't even call for help. So they're really on their own with this whatever running around they need to they figure out that John Doe whatever that is has escaped through well John Doe is whatever this creature that they contacted in this other dimension has come through and that's what it is they've seen it before and they didn't weren't telling NASA about it um it is escaped from that room through a water drain which tells them that it can completely change its Size and shape and morph into whatever form it needs to.
1: And it, they don't show it because budgets.
0: Yeah, we don't see that. They just explain to us that, like, oh, it's not in the room anymore. And the only egg possible exit is this water drain. So it must. Have I gone. mean,
1: ideally, you could do this to good effect. A scariest thing is what you don't see, kind of thing. But it's kind of clear they couldn't show something of it due to the budgets.
0: Because yeah that's for sure and it's things it's the kind of ideas and things we've seen in other movies but i feel like a lot of them were actually after this so it's weird i'm actually wondering if shadow zone maybe inspired some other better movies down the road
1: if they did uh well i guess they learned some lessons um how much did this cost anyway shadow zone what was the
0: budget uh, you know, I did not look. I, I will uh, try to look that up while we uh, continue talking here. The, um, so now they're going to split up because they have work to do. The hand- Kiss of death. <laughs> exactly. Shivers and Kidwell are going to go to the kitchen to get Cutter. Well, Cutter went to the kitchen to gather food supplies for them since they're going to be stuck here for a while. Um, reasonable. Shivers and Kidwell are going to go to get her and bring her back so that she's with everybody else and not separated, even though they're separating to do it. Hickok and Wiley are going to go and fix this transformer that blew so that they can get the airlocks and the communication to the outside world working again. Earhart's going to stay behind in the lab to maintain the egg so that this uh, experimented on woman can survive for the time that they are, are going to be stuck here. And, um,
1: (sighs) Although I like to call Kidwell a moron considering, uh, she just instantly separates from shivers just to look for the monkey.
0: Instantly? She's like, Oh no, my monkeys, I have to go. I can't leave the monkeys unattended.
1: Like, unless, like, unless it's a emotional support animal that you don't know that thing is going to kill the monkeys. Could have gotten to them first before her. Like, why? Like, I think gathering supplies is the more important task than test animals. I know that yeah. sounds cruel. I know that sounds cruel, and I apologize, but...
0: No, I get it. Because I'm not... I'm about to make a confession on, on Mike here that might lose me a couple listeners. I don't know. I'm not a big animal guy. I don't dislike animals. Animals are fine. I don't mind having a dog around or a cat, you know, but like any time that I see, like, but I'm never going to have a connection with a pet or an animal where I treat them like a person. It's just not me, you know. I'm fine. I'm fine with them in my life. I'm fine with them not in my life. And I'm certainly not going to run back into a burning building to save a a cat. Like, it's crazy to me that people have died saving a cat from a burning, like, I'm sorry cat lovers but i just don't like a cat never wrote a story or did a painting like it's not a person a person is and people can be shitty but people are better than cats i'm sorry i don't know i guess
1: well some people love their animals that much you know and i can't fault them for that
0: so. and i no, i don't begrudge them that it's just not me i don't it's not, it's just yeah, not that's right that's right that in, in my life I would never be cruel to an animal if i see someone being cruel to an animal i will go and punch them in the dick but you know it's not i just don't it's not a thing i need to have in my life reasonable but i don't yeah wandering off through a monster infested dark lab to save a monkey that a year ago you were planning to experiment on and dissect anyway is i don't know not not for me couldn't be me uh, I can't find anything about a budget here. None? No. information. Not on IMDb, anyway. That filming location, and... Um, well, if I were to guess, budget could have been $2 million.
1: Or $1 million, if we're being generous.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the budget for full moon movies usually were. Yeah, probably mm. in the million to $3 million range for a lot of them, I would imagine. Um,
1: which, that explain the makeup effects, probably. Well, but
0: also, considering that a couple weeks ago I did Highlander The Source, which cost 13 million, and I have no idea where that money went because it's not on the screen. If this movie only costs a million dollars, it looks fucking great. Hmm. <laughs> like, compared to Highlander The Source, which costs like a TV movie, probably I know. cost a lot more. This looks better than that, so.
1: Which is saying something. They well,
0: we definitely always got as much, got every penny out of their budgets, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I can't find any, any info on that. So we'll just have to be a mystery. Um, Only speculate, maybe. So, yeah, so Kidwell checks on the monkeys. Bingo is missing. So she asks Shivers to leave her alone with the monkeys and go find Bingo which he agrees to do, which, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Because mm. th- this is the only person in the facility who genuinely seems scared. Like, Shivers is living up to his name. Shivers is the one guy who's, like, pulling up Bill Paxton and Aliens. Like, he's very, like, I got a shotgun, and I'm shooting his shadows, and...
1: Which that would bite him in the end, given what happens. Sure will, but... But we'll get to that.
0: So for him to agree... We don't get any indication of this, but maybe he's sweet on Dr. Kidwell and wants to impress her. I don't know. But he's like, fine, I'll go find your monkey, begrudgingly, which I just, no way, man. No way. If you want to go find your monkey, go ahead. But count me out. Um, And then our cast starts getting picked off. Cutter is pulling a rat trap out of an air vent in the kitchen and gets her arm grabbed by something in the vent, and pulled in, and blood is shooting out in her face. And then something bursts through the wall. We don't really get to see it, but some big sloppy thing.
1: I assume it was a rat monster, given what looked like the shape of...
0: Yeah, we don't get, we only see it for like a split second. So I...
1: Which, why a split second? Couldn't have looked that terrible. Well, or,
0: yeah. or unless <laughs> all,
1: maybe or Unless that was all they could just do
0: in one take. But so, um, yeah, so Cutter's dead. Kidwell and Shivers are next. Um, Kidwell does, winds up finding Bingo without Shivers and is trying to get him down off a box, and she falls on the floor and gets attacked by something we don't see. And she's dead. Um,
1: a, rat, a monkey monster puppets. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> what a way to go. He gets screwed out. though it was a kind of a darkly funny reveal that the monkey was in the kitchen. And then, boom, monster monkey.
0: Yeah, monster, monster monkey, monster woman in tiara, what, what's going on here is, is the big question. But, um, so then Shivers it off by himself, He's, water drips on him from a pipe above and he loses his shit and wastes all of his ammo shooting at nothing.
1: I kind of felt like shouting, "Dude, ammo!
0: Just stop wasting it!" Hell, you know. Well, also, it's not like something grabbed your ankle. Yeah, like water dripped on you from a pipe, and that's probably happens all the time. He...
1: Like you know, like if it was one shot by accident out of being startled, you know, okay, I get that. But then he just—it's too excessive for him to just fire everywhere.
0: Yeah, he unloads till he has nothing left. So he has nothing left to fire when something rushes at him down the hallway, uh, and takes him out. Hickok and Wiley get there just in time to see it. Well, no, they don't get to see him die, but they get to the hallway where he was a second ago, and he's not there anymore. <clears throat> and they realize something bad is happening. So they run. They have to sort of slight They have to get open this airlock door. And they get separated by it. Um, and then- I'll give it that. That wasn't a bad scene, like uh,
1: the uh, the doors locking, and then one guy gets killed off, even off screen.
0: Yeah, Hickok's looking through the window when Wily is dragged away by something off screen, and then blood splatters up the window. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I keep forgetting these characters. That's you know.
0: It's kind of They're not the most memorable. If I hadn't written them down, I wouldn't be able to tell you any of their names. Uh, so now we're just... Then we cut to Earhart, who's just chilling back in the lab, putting chapstick on as if nothing else is happening. Just hanging out with this woman in a tube.
1: Or she lost her mind, maybe. And again, uh, that could be the case, given what she does next.
0: <laughs> or if she, uh, she had it to begin with. So, it's just her and Hickok left. Hickok gets back to the lab where she's at, tells her everybody else is dead. She plays a recording for him of what actually happened. I believe it was of what actually happened the night that the original handyman died. Um,
1: I, thought it was, I thought it was the earlier scene, like, with the, with the whole monkey thing, because I heard the screech and the exact same dialogue.
0: Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Well, I wasn't 100% clear on what it was she was playing for. So she she has a recording of Kidwell dying? Is that what it is?
1: Yeah. Like it was the same conversation.
0: Got it. Well, I also didn't, I usually watch things, my ears are fine, but I usually watch things with subtitles on because it's so much easier. And I don't remember if Tubi had, I don't they know if the movie had subtitles or not, which might've made it harder to understand any of this. Um. So, yeah, now she explains, Earhart explains to Hickok that John Doe appears as whatever you're sort of looking for or dreaming about or thinking about. So for Kidwell, it was her monkey. For Cutter, it was <coughs> Freddy Krueger a... ripoff. Kinda, yeah. Or, yeah, it's a little Lovecraftian, too. And we didn't see what got shivers, but assumingly something he was scared of, which could have been anything. Um, so I assume uh, I assume another giant rat for him. Yeah, maybe. Um, and so whatever it was that Van Fleet saw, this woman in the tiara, it was something from his past um, that had haunt, had been haunting him for years, and that's who John Doe appeared to him as when it took him out So she explains that to him, John, it feels so weird to call this thing John Doe, but that's what they call it, so that's what I'm going to call it, Uh, Um, accesses the computers and starts communicating with them that it just, it just wants to go back. It's not there to take them out. It's not there to invade Earth. It just, it's been dragged from its dimension into ours and it just wants to go back. So why, why it was killing people, I don't know, but. Out of fear. I guess these things. That's
1: how these things usually go.
0: Yeah, it could be. Or
1: self-defense. Self-defense. I mean, I guess they just saw the humans harmless, harmful, or I don't know. Something has to, you know, make a body count,
0: right? Yeah, and it's kind of an interesting take to be like, because we never actually hear the this creature speak, but you know, it's interesting to have it. The idea being that it's saying, like, hey, I don't even want to be here. I'm not trying to mess with you guys. Just leave me alone and send me back. Like, that's a different take on a movie monster and Alien. You know, it's a little more sympathetic. Yeah. It's a little late in the game, Yeah. given everything we've seen, to be adding that in now. But it's, it's again, see, a sm- almost, see, almost a smarter a cool idea.
1: Yeah, a smarter writer would have at least, you know, put in the excuse that the monster is doing this out of self-defense throughout. You know, like if everyone was threatening it or just reacting in fear and the monster responds back. That would have been at least the better route to take this, instead of just, you know, mentioning that it wants to go back an hour in to this film.
0: Yeah, or having having it so that the creature can actually actively communicate. Yeah, so it can tell us itself rather than because when with Earhart telling Hickok and thus the audience what's going on.
1: It was already communicating through the computer. So, you know,
0: yeah. But you have more of a feeling that like, well, maybe that's what's going on or maybe Earhart doesn't know what's going on. And she's just, you know, like it would it would have been clearer and more interesting to me anyway, if the creature had been able to be telepathic yeah. whatever. Tell us that itself rather yeah. than it translated yeah. through this middleman. But yeah. we got what we got. Yeah. Um, then we have a lot of padding. There's a long scene of Hickok going into to retrieve the girl in the pod again and failing to do so because John Doe, she's like, oh, you know, she's looking at the monitor. Oh, John Doe's in the room with you. But we spend three, four minutes of him going in and checking... Which and then it amounts to nothing. He doesn't get her out of the room anyway, so it's really like shit. The movie's too short. We need an extra scene on this excursions. So it doesn't. It adds nothing, and it's just yeah, more runtime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we finally get a look at this John Doe. It's a fairly cheap-looking sort of goop monster that again looks nothing like the creature that's on. Yeah, the, or the box art for this movie, but it's not a... I thought it was an interesting design, at least
1: you know, at least something I, something that I'm, I'm at least staring at. Although I think I like the hands more than the face, you know. It, it just kind of gives me that Freddy Krueger vibe, you know, because you know it just feels like the race. Well, then again, I just like, I kind of like doing those hand movements when I'm you know dressed as the character, so kind of puts me in mind of kind of put me in that mindset, you
0: know. Yeah, it's not a terrible, I mean, obviously a bigger budget would have helped it out, but for, you know, it's just a slimy, goopy, yeah, the skin is a bit Freddy Krueger. It's very sort of, like, burn, not burn victim, but, like... It's very, uh... Fleshy, fleshy. ropey, fleshy, like, yeah. Akira monster-looking, kind of, on a budget thing. Yeah. With, like, semi-human eyes, um but it, it's there. There, um, Earhart does whatever she needs to do with all the dials and switches to make the portal open again. And she can't help herself rather than just yeah. this monster to go and shuffle itself back through this portal. Like it says it wants to, she can't help but go and mess with it. I guess that scientific mind at work.
1: Well, I, I guess, uh, kind of puts me in the mind of Prometheus to be honest. Then again, yeah, there, are, there are some, then again, I could picture somebody being that stupid to do that. Like, you don't know what's there. Why would well, you touch it? Why would you touch it?
0: Yeah, it is stupid, especially when you're this close to the finish line of, like, we almost have this monster out of here till we can leave. You and... had one job. One job. But her one job you... is scientists and the whole reason they're in this mess in the first place is because they were pushing boundaries and doing something no one had done before so i don't completely it does make a bit of sense that she'd be like this is a once in a life when am i going to have a portal to another dimension in the room with me i gotta do something she doesn't she's not stupid enough to just stick her own arm in or something she gets like a metal pipe and sticks it in and something on the other side like grabs it so she's like oh wow like that's pretty cool um which is cool until the pipe shoots back out <laughs> of the portal and impales her. And she
1: and she didn't think that would happen.
0: She, the inquisitive mind, man. You don't know what's going to happen until you try it out. She tried, played stupid games, won stupid prizes because she gets a pipe through what her. They,
1: what this crew needed was Randy Meeks on Scream. because he knows, there's, cause he knows you, couldn't, you shouldn't do that.
0: Someone to explain the rules. I'm gonna help. You. Yeah. Um, so Hickok's trying to shut this portal down. He takes his takes an axe to the computers, um, which blow up, and he gets knocked out. When in doubt, just smash the fucking thing. Smashy, smashy, as Bart Simpson used to say. Um, so he gets knocked out. Fade to black. Fade back up. He's waking up. I kind of expected
1: a twist ending, to be honest. Like, the creature
0: is... Still here. Like, I
1: Something. thought that was the route they were going to go with.
0: No, the creature just took Earhart with a pipe through her back to the portal and left. Um, I don't know,
1: much in our brains, I guess. Today's dinner, tonight's dinner, I guess. I don't
0: know. We don't know if, he, if this thing ate them or just killed them. We don't know. I mean, it didn't eat the first handyman hmm. i guess we don't know how much of his injuries was from the creature or how much was from the crazy autopsy they did him. <laughs> but, so hickok wakes up and his prize for surviving is a naked lady who was uh awake and well her brain is fixed i guess on a brainstem has reattached itself because she's awake and can speak and um you get I, the tube and that's it. That's the movie. Like a real, yeah, yeah. a little aliens, a little the thing. A
1: lot. I guess something, all... uh, something to pay off that. I guess something to pay out that sexist joke uh, earlier from the film.
0: Which one was that? Uh, it
1: was when uh, James Hong and Hickox, concerning Louise Fletcher. Like, I think Hong says to the effect of like uh, calling her a dog. I think.
0: Oh, yeah. He doesn't seem real um, fond of of Earhart, particularly. Yeah. Or, um... yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's the vibe I'm getting. But still, just, I couldn't help but roll my eyes at, like, come on, guys. You know? Yeah. But then again, this is from the same guy who uh, wrote the prom night remake. Or the stepfather remake
0: yeah it's definitely a, a product of its yeah for yeah sure. pretty much um yeah that's
1: it pretty he's not kidding and i'm not kidding that's literally how it just ends he just finds the naked lady and
0: roll credits yeah we know. assume that like okay cool now the doors can open and they'll go and yeah now now he has a girlfriend so i don't know he's gonna go back to nasa and tell him that everything you blew a lot of money on nothing
1: i don't know maybe he'll brag that he found a naked chick
0: maybe yeah it seemed it very much seemed like she's his prize for yeah the night like you finished the escape room here's a naked lady hmm. it's yeah that's very 1990 of like because this woman's entire I mean she has like one line of dialogue at the end but otherwise this woman this actress was paid to just lay fully nude in the tube for an hour and a half at
1: least i hope she was paid well
0: which i mean look i guess it's good work if you can get it it's just not it's not the yeah. thing you see nowadays necessarily yeah um yeah pretty for anybody else it would be a pretty substandard movie for full moon it's a pretty standard movie like, it's not, it's not their worst movie, that's for sure. But it's not their best. I still I have a real soft spot for those Puppet Master movies, particularly Puppet Master 3. I think yeah. it's actually really good. Um, it's a lot of their other stuff, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's schlocky, low-budget, straight to VHS horror. But there were worse, and there were better, and it was 1990s, and yeah. <laughs> we took what we could get. Um,
1: I just find, I knew what I was in for. I know Full Moon stuff is, it's not art. It's, no, I shouldn't say it's not art. Every film is art, but how do I put this? They're not Wes Craven. They're they're not Wes Craven, I'll put it that way, or John Combin. I I just find Shadow Zone to be aggressively mediocre, even for Full Moon standards, you know?
0: Yeah, and just, and just don't.
1: because this thing feels like, you know, very... Because it just put in different movies in a blender and just see what sticks, I guess. And it doesn't help that the characters are not very memorable. And it's a pity because the cast I do like. You know, like I said, James Hong, you know, you know he's cool, but
0: he just dies first. Yeah, yeah and they're all... Yeah. I mean, calling them characters is, is a little generous maybe because they're all very... True you know, one note very screenwriting one oh one type characters. but And
1: it's a shame because, you know, there, there is a good idea. It's not a terrible idea. It just I think it this really just needed to go to somebody else. Like this is this is not the idea you should pitch full moon to unless you're unless you're really, really that desperate to get it made.
0: Yeah, or it might have been a, I mean, Full Moon, a lot of their stuff was in-house, so I don't, I mean, maybe it was...
1: And, and don't get me wrong, there are Full Moon, there are Full Moon stuff I like, I like you, I have a soft spot for the Puppet Master films, about the first few years, especially, you know, and <coughs> I don't like anything else by them,
0: Um.
1: actually, it is just mainly Puppet Master, but even still
0: yeah they did demonic toys they did subspecies which was like this weird vampire series doll with the same guy from was entrancers so they had a couple franchises none of them were quite as memorable or or as people are still fond of as puppet master but
1: um, although i think i like his producing stuff on empire pictures more in comparison
0: yeah um so yeah that's shadow zone pretty yeah mediocre i've certainly watched worse movies for this yeah time.
1: me too i mean I've this isn't even better it's not close to the worst horror film i've seen i'll, I'll give it that because i have i can name far far worse oh. than that
0: yeah i would as dull as this was i would sit through this a couple more times <laughs> before i'd watch highlander again or
1: i'll take this over oh. halloween 5.
0: You know, or better yet, I'll, I'll take I'll this one. Halloween 6, I, I don't mind Halloween 5, actually. 4 and 5...
1: Oh, 6, I hate more than, nostalgia than 5. Nostalgia, well, I mean, 6 is too. But... Honestly, it's kind of a three-way tie between uh, the uh, Rob Zombie Halloween stuff, Resurrection 6 and 5. So it's a four-way tie.
0: Well, I mean, the Rob Zombie stuff is the, the worst. Yeah, I mean, because everything Rob Zombie does is the worst. Yeah. Um, God bless him. Like, just please stop making movies. I'm sure he's, he's good, good at music anyway. I'm sure he's. A, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's a good dude. But God, yeah. please stop. Or at least direct someone else's scripts. That's Let's see what happens. What Zombie movies is like as a visual stylist. I think he does some interesting things. He might could make a good movie one day if he has a competent script, but he writes all his own scripts, and they're all dog shit. And that's... I wouldn't mind seeing and tackle someone else's
1: material, at least, you know, just see how it goes and see if that works out. Well, his
0: next movie is supposedly some non-hor, like, a movie about a hockey team
1: that he loves. He's been talking about that for years. There's nothing
0: on it now. Oh, that's the the last thing I saw as, like, upcoming project. And he was doing some other, something that wasn't Horror, I feel like. I don't know. Yeah. Talk about Rob zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for that detour. No, it's fine. Um it's more interesting to talk about than Shadow Zone probably. Um,
1: um I mean I'll say that's... this. If you're looking for if you're looking for a B movie, um find something else. I think Puppet Master would suffice more, especially the second film. You
0: yeah know. and I noticed that To B, which this was on, has I don't know if it has every full moon movie, but it has a shit ton of full moon movies. So if the idea of full moon studios and the things their products intrigue you, the puppet master movies are on there. Some species is on there, transfers and all. Like they had a ton of. There even there's uh, I believe I saw Elvira hosted
1: versions of the full moon stuff. I know they did. I know she did puppet master and demonic toys.
0: Well, that could be. I didn't know that. Might be oh, trying.
1: I saw them. Oh, I saw them there. And, uh, honestly, it's very
0: fitting. Gotta love Elvira. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yep, Shadow Zone is the kind of movie you get when you pick a movie completely at random, which is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to push the magic button that will tell me what the movie for next week is.
1: The old morality. Turn, turn, turn. <laughs>
0: It is... Oh, no Wait. Okay. Fine. Well, I just did a Christian movie like three episodes ago. I thought it might be a while until the next one came along, but nope, here we go again. Saving Grace, Saved by Grace from seventeen. Looks like another Christian movie starring Joey Lawrence, if anything can star Joey Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Um. Does it star Melissa join Hart too? (laughs) No, just him and no one else you've ever heard of. So that's my movie for next week. It is on Amazon Prime. That's your homework, everybody, if you choose to accept it. (laughs) Yeah, Saved by Grace, a Christian movie on Amazon Prime for next week. Uh, Any closing thoughts, sir? Um... Yeah, just stick with Puppet
1: Master, but you could do so, but you could do far worse than Shadow Zone, but I wouldn't recommend it.
0: Also way better as well. So, yeah. Um, where can people find you? You're uh, active on Twitter?
1: Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I am SJW James Bond. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I'm Sebastian Moreno. I'm the one with the Jessica Jones avatar.
0: Okay. But you're, you're... But that your ad is mvbrat, right? Yes. On Twitter? mvbrat10, uh, at Twitter. No, it's at mvbrat91. Oh, sorry. According, I, to,
1: according oh, to my Twitter feed. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking about my email. My apologies. Nice. Sorry, I was thinking about my email. Don't get all your email, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Oh, no, no, no. Scratch that. Edit it.
0: <laughs> yeah, at mvbrat91 on Twitter. Uh, he's a good follow. He's pretty active. Has fun things to say. Um, I'm flattered. Takes you're feeding some my, f-
1: ego. Takes you're some my, my ego. You're feeding my ego, dude.
0: And that's it. Thank you for being here, sir. I appreciate your time.
1: I'm I I am very happy. I was very happy to be here, and I certainly enjoyed talking about this smooth film with you. It's uh. <laughs> It's quite something I'll put it that way and you know and hey he's a cool dude, follow him on Twitter as well.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, at Heath Lambert 78. The uh, podcast is uh, at that's so random p2
1: There's it's fun stuff. it's fun stuff. this podcast is fun stuff. highly recommend it.
0: That's so random pod at gmail.com is the email if you have any questions, suggestions, things like that. I'll always take an email, haven't gotten any yet. <laughs> uh, rate, review, subscribe. I have gotten one review that was that was nice and pleasant, so I'll take more of those if you got them, anybody. Other than that, that'll do it for this week. Saved by grace for next week. Uh, have a good week. Peace out, everyone.
1: Excelsior.